G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision. On a Wednesday, good to check in with Ron Ross, who's been scouring the headlines this week and those breaking news issues and items that are coming out of Israel and more broadly across the Middle East. Ron, a special welcome back to 2020. Thank you, Neil. Ron, let's start with a sixth wave of COVID-19 hitting Israel, with many seriously ill and more deaths recorded. What are the reports saying? Medical centres around the country have reported an increase in hospitalised patients, those who are seriously ill, and the number who have died. The Internal Medicine Department at Ziv Medical Centre in Safed is the most overburdened at 123% capacity, followed by Hillel Yaffa Medical Centre in Hadira at 121%. On Sunday, 11,438 people tested positive for coronavirus and 68,000 tested positive over the past seven days. At last count, 53,828 people had an active infection, most of them with the BA5 subtype of the Omicron variant. A total of 10,940 people in Israel have died from the pandemic in the last two years, including 26 people over the past week. More than 825,000 people above age 60 have received the fourth vaccination and 4.5 million Israelis have received three shots. Ron, as yet another Israel election looms, uh, a former Prime Minister, Benjamin Netanyahu, is back in the mix and says he'll build Israel a broad, stable government without relying on terror supporters. What's the latest here? Yeah, very sarcastic. He vowed to form a broad, strong and stable national government that would restore national pride following what he called the fall of the worst government in Israel's history. He accused the coalition of causing great suffering to Israel and generating a loss of national pride. It was a government that abandoned the personal security of citizens of Israel and that raised the cost of living to new heights, the opposition leader said. The historic Bennett-Lapid coalition was formed a year ago between right-wing, centrist, leftist and notably the Islamist Ram Party, marking the first time an Arab party sat in an Israel-ruling coalition. Netanyahu slammed Ram's inclusion in the coalition, saying it resulted in a government that was dependent on supporters of terrorism. Many of the media political stories published this week have been nothing more than electioneering rather than news. The political gymnastics have certainly begun. The election will likely be November 1st. Okay, Uh, casting some attention across to Iran, where Iran has vowed to press ahead with nuclear development until the West ends its so-called illegal behaviour. What are the headlines here? The head of Iran's Supreme National Security Council 
vowed to push ahead with nuclear development until the West End its illegal behaviour, the Reuters new agency reported. Iran's retaliatory actions in the nuclear sector are merely legal and rational responses to U.S. unilateralism and European inaction and will continue as long as the West's illegal practices are not changed, Ali Shemkani said in a meeting with the top EU diplomat, Joseph Burrell. He added that Iran would reject any agreement that doesn't include guarantees from the U.S. and Europe or provide the Islamic Republic with economic benefits. Burrell tweeted that he, Shemkani, had an important meeting aimed at bringing the nuclear deal back on track without saying much more. The EU diplomat met Shemkani while visiting Tehran as part of efforts to revive stalled nuclear talks. Talk on reviving the Iran nuclear deal, which had been stalled for three months, are expected to resume within days, Borrell said. Israel is fiercely opposed to a return to the 2015 deal, which it campaigned against at the time of its signing, viewing Iran as untrustworthy and unable to keep its commitments. And a story that's connected to that, where the Israeli defence chief is said to be talking an anti-Iran alliance with his Saudi counterpart. How does this one look? Yeah, the US convened a summit of top regional defence officials from Israel and Arab countries to discuss coordination against Iran's missile and drone threat. The Wall Street Journal is reporting, citing US and regional sources to reveal details of the previously undisclosed meeting. The talks were held at Sharm el-Sheikh in the Egyptian-controlled Sinai Peninsula last March, including participants from Israel, Saudi Arabia, Qatar, Egypt, the United Arab Emirates, Bahrain and Jordan. Israel has diplomatic ties with Egypt, Jordan and the UAE and Bahrain, but not with Saudi Arabia or Qatar. Lieutenant General Kahavi, the Chief of Staff of the Israel Defense Forces, attended the summit, as did General Fayed bin Hamad al-Warawi, the Chief of Staff of the Saudi Armed Forces. It was the first time that such high-ranking officers from Israel and Arab countries had met under U.S. military auspices. Significantly, the leaders considered how decisions could be made on which country's forces would respond to any incident. A little explanation may be required here, Ron, and you might be able to fill in the gaps, but you've got Iran, which is Shia-based in their Islamic faith, and you've got Saudi Arabia, which is Sunni-based in their Islamic faith. Uh, the background here is that Sunnis and Shias don't get along. They actually don't like each other. So when there is a alliance with the Saudis that might be coming uh, from Israel or any other nation, uh, then that's looked upon pretty poorly by the Iranians. That's exactly right. It's one of the biggest feuds of all time. Uh, and one side believes that... Uh, the uh, descendant of Muhammad is to be the leader, and the others believe the uh, leader should be elected. And it's a, a rivalry that's been bloody and bitter. Okay. And, of course, all of the tensions that go on in the Middle East, some of those are connected with that. Now Jordan's King Abdallah is calling for a Middle East form of NATO. Uh, what's this one about? 
Yeah, and the thought came to my mind as I read this. The Bible says there will be wars and rumors of wars, and there's no doubt about it. It's prolific in the Middle East right now. King Abdullah II of Jordan said he backs the establishment of West Asia military alliance similar to NATO and that it can be assembled of like-minded countries. The kingdom works actively with NATO and sees itself as its partner, having fought shoulder to shoulder with the alliance's troops for decades. I'd like to see more countries in the area come into the mix, he said. I would be one of the first people that would endorse a Middle East NATO. But not so fast. Arab Rantawi, the founder and director general of the Amman-based Al-Quds Center for Political Studies, said that the king's statements are confusing and came as a surprise to Jordanian public opinion. He questioned the timing of the talk of a Middle East alliance, wondering what has changed for Jordan that it wants to join such a group. Abdullah, in an interview with CNBC last Friday, said the coalition must have a clear and defined role. The mission statement has to be very, very clear. Otherwise, it confuses everybody, he said. Rantawi said the king in the interview did not reveal any details. The conversation was vague. But just talking about a Middle East NATO, you put things in context of targeting Iran in an alliance with Israel. He added that other Arab countries had made their positions very clear. The UAE is not aware of any formal discussions relating to any regional military alliance. But as I said, wars and rumours of wars. The conversation goes on. Lots of those about. Hey, Ron, let's end on a little bit of a lighter note, a bit of a medical breakthrough type story. The headline that says an Israel startup detects a cancer odour using dogs' sense of smell. What's this one about? I can see their tails wagging as well. Israeli biotech startup Spotted Early, it's called, recently raised US $6.2 billion in a funding round led by Hanako Ventures to further develop its technique of detecting cancers early with the ability of dogs. Using a combination of algorithmics and artificial intelligence, using the sense of smell of dogs, the firm's technology can detect the presence of several cancers, including lung, prostate, breast, and colon. The test was developed with the discovery of cancer odor. Cancerous tumors in their early stages secrete first into the blood and then into the respiratory system. Each type of cancer carries a unique odor and most have a common attribute. Dogs are able to detect these odors in a fraction of a second, and their sensitivity to the cancer odors is proven to be greater than those of any medical tests or devices currently in use. For screenings, a patient breathes for five minutes into a designated mask, which is placed in a hermetically sealed package and sent to Spotted Early's lab. From there, the sample is inserted into sniffing ports, which trained dogs then go through. Each package is scanned by a number of canines who can detect an odour associated with a positive cancer sample. The unique methodology holds the potential to save lives or alternatively spare long months of stress while waiting for scanning results for healthy patients. With Spotted Early, the scanning process takes seconds and for the dogs they experience it as simulated playtime. 
I guess they're not calling man's best friend for nothing. That's right, man's best friend and maybe even lifesaver, just uh, the sniff of an odour that might detect cancer. Hey, Ron, always appreciate your scouring the headlines, bringing us an update from Israel and more broadly across the Middle East. Uh, great stuff again today. Thanks so much for joining us on 2020. Thank you, Neil. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au. 